0: Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Pastor Elijah Hollis. We're going to start in verse 25. It says, Large crowds were traveling with Jesus. Turning to them, he said... If anyone comes to me and does not hate father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even their own life, such a person cannot be my disciple. And whoever does not carry their cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. 28 says, suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost? to see if you have enough money to complete it. For if you lay the foundation and you are not able to finish it, everyone who sees it will ridicule you, saying this person began to build and wasn't able to finish. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for your word. I pray that you would empower us to really count the cost, to lay down what it's gonna take for us to step into a life that is all in. And that today, God, you would empower us to really step into that life boldly, knowing that you are the one who holds now and you hold our future. And so we trust you fully. In your name we pray all of this. And everybody said, amen. You may be seated. Me and my wife, we went on a date the other night. And it was a fun date. We had some good food and we got done with our meal. Um, And uh, let me encourage uh, husbands in the room, don't stop dating your wife. Alright. If you don't date her, someone else will. So get on it. Alright. We were dating and we were uh we were having a meal and it was really good, but uh how many know that a meal is never complete without dessert? Oh am I the only one? You see, me and my wife have you know a belief system in our house is that food always, you know, is followed by Or sweets. Sweets always follows food. I'm going to get this right, okay? (laughs) Sweets follows food. And so we're like, we want something sweet. And uh, so we figured out that we want to go to Cheesecake Factory. We're like, let's go to Cheesecake Factory. It's going to be, you know, that big old piece of cheesecake. It's going to be delicious. So we pull up to Cheesecake Factory. We walk in, and the place is packed. I mean, wall to wall you cannot fit another person in there. So we're like, what the jazz is going on? We're talking to the people and they're like, yeah, it's a 2 hour wait to get into Cheesecake Factory. I'm like, y'all, go find another restaurant. Like, Cheesecake Factory's all right, but it's not like, you know, zaha or anything, right? So like we're like, okay, this is kind of crazy. And they have the escalators to go up to Cheesecake Factory because it's like the stairway to heaven, right? So you're going to the cheesecake that's where the angels are making it up there. And so y- you go up, and all the stairs were lined with people. I mean, it was crazy. So many people wanting some cheesecake. So we're like, all right, let's do this thing. Let's see what's going on. So they have a little takeout section, right, where you go up and you order and you can take your cheesecake on the way. Um, so we walk up and we're waiting in line and – uh, and time's going by we're like wow this is crazy. We're waiting on a piece of cheesecake. We keep looking at each other. It's, it's worth it It's worth it. We're gonna do this thing. So we wait wait 45 minutes later We get our cheesecake I'm like what the jazz is happening the cheesecake factory There's so many people wanting some cheesecake, but the whole time we're waiting We have already counted the cost how many know cheesecake is good? Can I get a believer in the room, right? Cheesecake is so good. And so we, we understood what was on the other side of that line. And, and here's the thing. When we come into a life with Christ and Jesus was sitting with his disciples and he said, hey, you cannot be my disciple unless you first count the cost. You got to count the cost. You got to know what you're going to put on the line." But counting the cost doesn't stop at just knowing what you're going to put out. It's also knowing what you're going to gain. And man, you know what kept us through that line? That cheesecake. The thought of knowing how it's going to taste. The texture. Woo, baby. The goodness that was going to come out of that was keeping us. I used to read this scripture back in the day where he says, if you do not hate, Father and mother, wife, children, brothers, sisters, yes, even your own life, such a person can't be my disciple. I used to read that and say, okie dokie, I don't think I'm going to ever be there. Because I don't want to like hate people. Right, Jesus, what are you talking about? Hating. You want me to hate my mother and father? You want me to hate my brother and sister? You want me to hate myself? You want me to look at the mirror and say, I hate you. Oh, I'm fully a disciple now. No, 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 no. And and so I really went down deep in this scripture and was like, all right, God, what are you saying through this? Because obviously you're all about love. You know, obviously you want us to love and be unconditional in our love. And so this word hate, there's got to be something more to it. When you actually look at the depth of this word, it actually means to love less. It's not a hate as in like you despise. It's a hate as in you love less than. It's a beautiful picture of priority. And so when we come to Jesus, He's calling us to a life of setting Him and the calling on our life as priority. It's a priority over all things. It's saying, Father, I'm following you. If you call me to go away from my father and mother, away from my brother and sister, even to lay down my own life, I prioritize you and your calling. he said, if you don't get this right, you can't fully engage, have this life of all in, say, I am fully alive in Jesus. It's a beautiful picture of commitment. It's a beautiful picture of really us fully understanding what Jesus is calling us to. I mean, when you break it down, you think about, Life on earth is super short. I mean, in the grand scheme of eternity, right? And as a kid, this used to mess me up so much. I grew up in a, a Christian home. And so we were we would always talk about eternity in heaven. And man, there were nights that I would stay up all night and I would be crying because I'm I couldn't even imagine never stopping worshiping God. I was like, that's gonna be so boring. Like forever? like never stopping, and I would go to my parents' room. I'm thinking about it again. They're like, Elijah, listen, y- you might not understand it now, but it's going to be so fun. You're going to have a blast. And in my mind, I'm like, forever? We're going to be singing forever? Like, I'm going to get so bored. I'm going to be like, yo, Jesus, can we have a break? Like, let's play some ping pong or basketball or something. But it's like this this thought of, like, eternity. And in the grand scheme of eternity, right? Never stop, always with him, always in the light. In fact, uh, the Bible says that he is the light. And there's going to be this moment, I can't wait for it, this moment of silence when, when we come before him. And I truly believe it's going to be because the awe and wonder of who he is is going to absolutely render us speechless. And the majesty and the beauty of who we've, we've praised and worshiped and served Now it's going to be that moment where we're all in awe. Going to be enjoying heaven forever and ever. But then you come back down here to earth. And hours seem like eternity and days and months seem like forever. And sometimes we get the, the, the perspective on life is that it's all about here and now. And that's why as human beings, it's so hard to comprehend giving ourselves all in for something we can't see. Why would we give up our comfort? Why would we give up something that is precious to us? Why would we trade something that we see in the flesh for something that we cannot see? And I want to call us to question uh, one question today. I want you to kind of write down and kind of ponder through as we talk today. I want you to think about this question, what if? What if? It's a very powerful question, very simple. You know, it's two words. But the question is, what if you went all in? What if you went all in? We were serving the other day, and we were serving the homeless, and so we made some meals and we took it out to the streets, and uh, we went down by Reading Terminal, and uh, the 13th Street has that bridge and all, and there's, there's a whole, like, community of tents, and, and uh, honestly, I was surprised to see how many children uh, were involved, but we, we went down there with the meals, and we started blessing them, and uh, can I tell you that those moments in my life is when I feel fully Engaged. When I'm just going through life and just going through the motions and just going through, I I don't feel like, you know, there's moments where I have those highs. But man, when I get on my knees and I'm I'm praying with somebody and I give them food and I serve like Jesus served, and when I get out of that moment, I'm like, wow, that's what life's all about. It's fully engaged. It's stepping into this moment, I started thinking about that. I'm like, wow, God, help us to be fully engaged. What does it look like for us to be all in? Because God started wrecking me with this word. Actually, it was last year. but started wrecking me with this thought of being all in. What does it look like to, to, to sell everything and say, I'm just going to go after God. I'm just going to go after what he calls me to. No matter what it costs me, I'm going to go for it. It might cost me a comfort, might cost me my sleep, might cost me, you know, my popularity. It might cost me some money, but I don't care. Like, I'm all in. And so today, I'm, I'm a little bit fired up for this word, and I hope, my, my, my prayer is that, that God stirs something in you, because I don't feel like this is something that is just for me, and I don't feel like it's just something for this church. I feel like it's something for you. Like it's something that God has already been working in you. I just want to bring it to light today because I feel like all of us in this room, you could go back to a moment where God called you and you felt you were meant for something bigger. How many in this room, by show of hands, you say you can remember a time where God called you to something bigger. You felt like you had something greater to do with your life. Hey, look around the room. There's a lot of us, right? They feel that. We feel like we have something greater to give, something greater to step into. Uh, that's why me and my wife, we, we gave up everything and came to Philly because we felt like God was calling us to do something that was beyond what we were doing at the current state. And so we were, we were very comfortable in life. We had good job, good f- a church family around us, yet God was calling us out of the boat. And so I have to ask you today, what if God called you? Would you go? What if God meant for you to walk on water? And you've been settling for a life in the boat. That's what I want to do with this series. It's just really set up a stage where we are saying, God, we want to be all in. I want to look at Galatians chapter 2 verse 20 today. Galatians chapter 2 verse 20 says, "I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live But Christ lives in me. (laughs) I love the scriptures today because they're so hardcore. You know, we're not listening to country today. We're listening to Screamo, all right? This is like the Screamo version of, of the Bible. It's like, I have been crucified with Christ. I've been nailed to the cross. I've already died. And that's the beautiful picture of what it looks like when we come to Jesus and we make him Lord. That's a beautiful picture we saw as Alondra and Gloria gave gave their life in baptism and said, I'm going to follow Christ. It's that beautiful picture of going down, dying to old self and saying, I have been crucified with him. And now I no longer live, but now it's Christ living in me. And now I'm fully alive because he lives in me. And I just wonder because I know for a lot of my life, I lived with not Christ living in me, but Christ hiding in me. Can I just be real with you? I, I, I lived a lot of my life with not Christ alive, not Christ fully engaged, not Christ me walking on water, stepping into what he asked for me. A lot of my life was Christ hiding in me. He was in there, but he wasn't coming out. He was scared. I was scared. And what a beautiful picture of Christ living in us. He says, now the life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God. By faith in the Son of God. By faith in the Son of God. It's this beautiful picture of it not being about us. Not being about what you know. And I don't know if you ever have pressure on you I don't know enough to fully step out. I don't know enough to really engage with somebody on the, the you know theological steps of Christianity. I don't know what to do. like what if? What if? And sometimes we ask that question flipped and it's like, well, what if I do step out and it goes wrong? What if I get involved and I don't have enough time? What if I want to serve on a team? And then all of a sudden, life goes haywire. What if I give and then I don't have enough to pay my bills? What if I step out and it doesn't work? What if I try to start that business and it fails? What if I put out my vision and my dream and nobody believes me? What if I try and I fail? And I want to flip that question because you have to understand something. When you come into a life with Jesus, it's no longer you that lives. It's Christ that lives in you. And there's a scripture that says, nothing is impossible with God. Nothing is impossible with God. Do you know what that means? That means when Christ is in you, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Woo! I hope I'm encouraging somebody today. Because it's not on you. If you step out of that boat and you start to sink, You start to realize, all right, who is in me? The beautiful picture was when Peter started to sink. And then because it was when his eyes got off of Christ, when his eyes got on the waves is the moment his faith started to sink. When our eyes start getting on us and our comfort, and oh man, those waves look big. And oh man, that could go wrong. And oh man, that situation doesn't look like it's lining up the way that you promised me, God. You said unveiled wonder, and now I'm I'm finding myself in the middle of trials. I'm finding myself in the middle of mountains that aren't moving. I found myself, I was praying and praying, and you didn't show up. And we start getting our eyes off of Christ and on the waves. But it's when Peter lost focus on where his help came from. And I don't know where you are. I don't know what situations you've been through, what experiences have shaped your focus and view, what what has shaped your perspective on you stepping in. But can I tell you, change, we are stepping into a season where we are going all in to reach our neighborhood for Jesus. We're going all in to see people know Christ. But the first thing you have to realize is that it's going to cost you. (laughs) <laughs> it's going to cost you. I have the honor of leading such an incredible church family. And I don't know if you realize uh the amazing crew that runs this John. But I want to I want to give honor to uh, a couple people that are heroes in this church and a lot of us don't even Uh, realize it or know it or or, uh, recognize it. But first off, I want to shout out, hey, how you doing? First off, I want to shout out uh, a world changer that's actually in the back of the room uh, right now. Her name's Teresa Cooper. Yeah, Cooper. Teresa Cooper's a world changer. She shows up week in and week out to set up a stream set up a camera, make sure everything looks legit and everything is on point because she's streaming out to those that aren't here yet. Those that don't know Jesus, those that might be scrolling through their feed and just might find an inspirational word that'll keep them going. One more day. That mom is about to pull out her hair and give up, about to call it all quits. She's going to hear one word. It's because that world changer right there. (laughs) She shows up. She's all in. So, Teresa, thank you for what you do, girl. We honor you today. (laughs) Kirby, are you here? Where you at, girl? I want to give honor to this girl. This girl shows up week in and week out, set up. An amazing experience for our kids. From the beginning of change, she has been doing it. Week in and week out, faithful. Setting up walls so the little ones don't escape. (laughs) Back in the day, used to be pipe and drape. That was too weak. We needed something stronger. (laughs) She sets up an environment to shape the next generation. My kids will never be the same because of her. My kids are world changers, and they believe it, and they have faith. (laughs) Sorry, I'm emotional today. (laughs) I just thank you. Thank you for what you do. Thanks for being all in. Thanks for not giving up. Thanks for not quitting. Thanks for stepping out of the boat. It's because of you that the next generation is going to know who God is, going to experience signs and wonders, and it's going to shape the world as we know it. So thank you. Thank you. That's what being all in is all about. It's about getting outside of ourselves and saying it's not about us. It's not about us. It's not about our comfort. It's about us doing stuff that God has called us to do, to be all in. It's those that say, God, God, I just want to follow you. But it's Christ in you. It's Christ in you. This season is wild for us because we we are really trying to engage with our community and going to serve in the schools and serve our community in ways that we can show them the love of Jesus. We're going to do an Easter egg hunt. And so we're going all in. We're all in, everybody. Come on, let's do this all together. Because we want to serve our community. We want to show them who Jesus is by the way that we love, by the way that we selflessly give. Can I tell you, Christ doesn't call you to be comfortable. He calls you to be fully alive. And if you've been in a life where you feel like, you know what, Christianity is a little boring, can I tell you, you're not doing it right. You're not doing it right. If you think Christianity is this set of rules and regulations and it's showing up every Sunday and making sure you go to church, that's, that's good. It's making sure that you don't do those things and don't go here, don't go there, you can't be friends with them, blah, blah, blah. If, if, that's, if that's your mentality, not bad on you. It might be from your past experience or past leadership in your life. But can I set the record straight? That's not doing it right. This isn't a religion. This isn't something that we're all signing up for so that we can't. This is something we're signing up so we can. This is something we're signing up for so we can step out into what God has called us to and become fully alive. How many want to be fully alive in what God's calling you to? It's that walking on water. It's that fully engaged, counting the cost, saying this might cost me everything. I remember the conversation we had. We sat down and we said, what if? Here's the question you got to ask yourself. We said, what if we decide to go Follow this dream. What if we decide to go into Philadelphia, you know, give up everything, give up the job, you know, try at this creative firm, make it hopefully it works, right? Because at the time we weren't making money. We're like, God, we're going to trust you. And we just looked at each other and said, we don't care what it costs because what if this is why we were made? And I want you to ask yourself the same thing. Hey, the what ifs of what could go wrong? are a ton. There's a list. There's a lot of things that could go wrong. There's a lot of things you you might have to give up. You might have to give up that comfort, give up that lifestyle, give up that way that you've always had it. But can I tell you to ask yourself one more question? What if that's why you were made? What if this is the reason you're alive? What if this is the reason God's calling you? Can I just put a a challenge out to you today? Because we do this thing every week where we do belong and we come alive to our purpose. Can I challenge you, if you haven't yet done that, step into a life that's all in? In this season as a church, we're binding together. We're saying, how can we fully reach our community? How can we fully engage with what God has called us to do? Because we are not called here, my friend, to just start another church. We are not here to start a good experience that everybody just feels good when you leave. We are here to bring heaven down to earth and engage our city with the love of Jesus. And that is going to only happen if we all come together and say, let's do this thing together. Together. And the beautiful picture, see, what we see is we see Peter, who had the rest of his disciples sitting in the boat, and he was the only one who stepped on the water. Can I just paint a new picture? Can we just retell that story today and just see all of us in a boat and we all look at each other and say, you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Because he's calling us. Are you ready? He's put the word out. God's called us out of the boat and we fully engage with each other. You ready? Let's go. And we grab our kids' hands. Right, Kirby? Come on, kids. Are you ready? Zion on Nate. Are you ready to go? And he's like, da! <laughs> Zion's like, is there basketball? You know? Let's go! And it's this picture. Can you picture it in this season where we all say, what's my part? What are you gonna do? Because when we get to heaven, you know what's gonna count? What we did for him. Nothing else is gonna matter. And I think about it all the time. I know it. When we get there, God's going to have this, like, thousand-inch screen TV, right? Because he doesn't mess. He's, like, the boss. And he's going to have this big old HD four 8K. Let's go 8K, right? Because he's the king of kings, Lord of lords. And he's going to show us our life. He's going to be like, yo, this is what you did for me, right? he so would be like, yo, let's play it through. Yo, man, you did good. Look at that. Look at how you fathered. Look at the leader that you were. Look at the decision you made to follow me. Look at that conversation you had with that person in that coffee shop. Oh, it was so awkward, wasn't it? But you stepped out. You stepped out. And look, look, look what happened. Look what happened. Look what happened. I know you don't know it. But look, this person came to Jesus because of your conversation. And that mission's money. I know it was hard. Oh, it was hard because you had all those bills looking at you. But look, look, look. I want you to see ahead. Look at all these lives that were transformed by the missionary that you enabled to do mission work. And I believe he's going to do that. And then I believe that he's going to replay it and say, all right, let's go back. And let's see all the opportunities you missed. Let's see all the things that I called you to do, but you were too afraid. And that thought right there drives me. I don't want to get to heaven And Jesus said, look at all the things you could have done. Look at all the people you could have reached. Look at all the things you could have encountered. Look at all the signs and wonders you could have seen if you wouldn't have given up. If you would have stepped in and said, God, I want to be all in. Man, I don't want to do that. I want to live a life that's all in. And this season, I'm calling you, change church. Let's go all in. Let's go all in on what God is calling us to. And that might look different for some of you. Some of you it might be stepping into a life of generosity. Some of you it might be stepping into a team, saying, you know what? This isn't about me. I'm going to step into a life of serving, of ownership, of getting involved. Some of you might be stepping out of that comfort zone of talking to people and inviting them to the, the place of encounter of Jesus, about being bold in the way that you talk. Some of you might be taking this home and really fully engaging with it in your relationship with Christ. And asking the question, here's the most powerful question we need to ask today. I know I'm throwing a lot of questions at you, but this is a lot of things for you to do during the week, because you can really process this. But Isaiah chapter 6, verse 1, gives us this picture of Isaiah, and he's before the throne room, and he's in there, and everybody's calling, holy, 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 and all of a sudden he realizes where he's at, right? Right? And he's like, yo, whoa, whoa, whoa. I am a man of unclean lips. I'm a man who's done some things that I'm not proud of. And I've seen God now. I've seen this moment. Oh, man, I'm done. And the Bible says, break it down. You have to read it. But the angel comes down, puts coal on his lips and says, okay, you've been atoned for. So you can encounter this moment. And then the Lord says from a stone, that's where I want to pick up. I want to pick up in verse 8. Verse 8 says, then I heard a voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And it's this call that's here today for you. The Lord's saying, Whom shall I send? I got some broken individuals that need somebody to step out of the boat. Whom shall I send? I got a work in space that has terrible culture. The boss is all out of whack and crazy. How many work in a space like that? Don't raise your hand. All right. I got a place that needs somebody who's fully alive in Christ. I don't need a deadbeat. I don't need a lukewarm Christian. I need someone who knows who they are in Christ. Walks confidently saying, I am the light of the world. I am the salt that makes this thing salty. Shall I send? There's some kids that need to know how much they're loved. They need to know it. They need someone who's fully engaged saying, I love you. I'm going to pray over you. Beautiful thing is our kids out there get prayed for every week. Those leaders aren't just watching your kids. They're praying over them. They're praying that they're prophesying over their future. That God would shape them, make them have the eyes and the ears to hear and see what he's doing in their life. I need somebody to get that generation into course, to, to shoot them in the right direction, to let them know who they are and confident. Whom shall I send? And check this out. This is the most dangerous prayer you can pray. And I encourage you to pray it this week as you go through your week and really step into that life of all in. Isaiah said this Here I am. Send me. Woo! fighting words you know those prayers that you're like hoping that they won't come true this is one of those that that will happen on a day where you're like God whoa 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 I prayed that in the morning when I felt real good but this is like the afternoon and I'm a little tired and I'm not in the mood and you're calling me to do what and I, but he's like yo you said here I am send me but it's count the cost it's not saying what if Things go wrong. It's what will I gain? What is God calling me to do, accomplish, love, lift up? And I believe we're seeing, we're going to see a day where those in our community will know Christ and not only know him, but experience him. Because this is a safe place to know who Jesus is, to be on a journey, but to encounter the Spirit of God. Spirit of God. So the question is out. Will you pray that dangerous prayer? Say, God, here I am. Send me. I want to make a move today because I think there's so much power in us stepping into uh, that word, like when we feel it, to engage in, and step in. If you say in this room, hey, Elijah, in this season, I do want to go all in. I want to count the cost. I want to do this thing. I want us to do it together. So I'd love to like just set that middle place. If you feel like, you know, I want to go all in, I want you to just step into that aisle. And then as, as someone comes near it, just want you to grab their hand. All right, because we're going to step out of the boat together. So that's you, Quinn. Get up, say, I'm all in. I'm ready to engage in this. I'm, and I don't know what's on the other side of that decision. I don't know what's on the other side of stepping out of that boat. But I'm all in. I'm ready to engage. I'm ready to step out. Come on, grab that person's hand. And say, I'm with you. Come on, encourage them. Say, I'm in this with you. Let's go. We're all in. We're all in. And the beauty thing is, you don't have to do it alone. We do life together here. We hit every situation, every mountain, every celebration together. We celebrate the highs. We go through the lows. We do it all together. That's what we do. That's how we do life. At Change Church, we believe in doing life together. If you want to connect with us, you can visit us online at thisischange.org or any social media platform at thisischange.phl. Thanks for joining us and have an amazing week.